Well, Tim, here we are again. Episode three. Episode, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to put it to you that two weeks goes very, very fast. It does, doesn't it? It feels like it's every night we're doing this. I know. I have nightmares about it. No, no, just dreams. Good dreams. It does go quick. Yeah, it does. So, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, we actually got another listener question. I can't believe it. This yeah. is, this is I'll tell you what, very soon I'm just going to think they're not real. Well, they are real because they're coming in. So oh, look, I'm happy about we that. We need more. So just one again, but one's enough, it seems, to get us through. Well, we do we do tend to, tend to talk a fair bit about that sort of stuff. So uh, Good why topic. Don't, why don't we start? What's the question? So basically the question is, I'll paraphrase a little bit, is my friend's looking at purchasing a house. What due diligence should she do before she puts in an offer or before she buys the house? So, great question. Another great question. And mm. first of all, can I just say that they're, they're intelligent because they're actually going to buy a home. So that's mm. a great start. That's a good sign. That's, that's the first that's part good of sign. diligence. So we thought what we'd work through tonight is we've chosen probably six or seven or eight maybe things that we think are important and we thought we might Fantastic. run through them. You've contributed a few. I'll come up with a few. Okay. And we'll go through them. So maybe you start, Mark. What well, was, what was the first one? I, I suppose the first thing you, that I would think of mm-hmm. is something that we do probably continuously, whether it be for sales or rental. Yep. For us to come up with a price, we don't pluck it out of midair. So mm-hmm. I think that that's something that realistically this lady should do mm-hmm. is so that she's armed with as much information so mm-hmm. that she knows when she has the right property mm-hmm. to go forward. She should be checking what other comparable properties there are. I would agree. So uh, my advice to her would be to make sure that when we say comparables, they are comparable. So similar size bedroom, similar size block. And the really good thing is if it's in town, like in Ballarat Mm. or most big cities, there's going to be a lot of comparables. That's right. And now you can just jump on realestate.com, click the sold section, scroll through. You can even set your parameters. So if the house is... You know, 340, you might go between 3 and 350. Yeah, so you're not see what's in there and see how it compares. There's no looking at things that are way outside. No. It probably gets a little bit harder with properties in the country, and you've had to do a lot of that. So yeah, is there that anything can be a bit special more about that? Well, sometimes what it means is, say, if you're looking at a house in Smyers Creek, mm-hmm. you might have to then compare it to Haddon or Smyers Dale or Scarsdale and then try and make an adjustment for the location difference. But in general, you would make sure it's the same side of town from Ballarat, for instance. You wouldn't Correct. pick something on the other side. No, well, you can't compare it to no. Invermay. It's no. too hard So because there's too much price difference in terms of location. So, And I think I that's a that. really good thing. I know even myself, after purchasing plenty of homes, mm. when we decided to move back, we probably, we, we would have been looking around for a good two months mm-hmm. just before we actually yeah. got serious about anything. And then when we saw the right properties, and I think we bought two, mm. we actually bought two in a week, would you believe, when we came okay. back. And it was because we knew exactly that, that our value space was right. Well, it's good. It gives you confidence to put in an offer and it means you can act fast. So that's really important. Well, and so. it's still a fairly hot market in Ballarat. So yeah, if, you, if, if you haven't got your groundwork done, you can miss out well while well. you're thinking about it, can't mm-hmm. you? Absolutely. Yeah, so that's a great one. It's a good start. Uh, the next on the list, essentially, I think really important, and a lot of people get, not everyone, but is make your offer subject to a building and pest inspection. It's, it's becoming fairly normal now, isn't Pretty it? Pretty really, sort of standard, You really do yeah. have to protect yourself. And normally that will be done within, so you'll sign a contract, get your building and pest inspection done within that sort of first seven days, make sure it's all okay. So there's plenty of licensed people in Ballarat who can 
who can do those checks. Absolutely. Most agents will often give you a recommendation if you don't know anyone or do your own research. So what they'll do, Mark, is they'll go out, inspect the property, they'll normally give you a verbal report, mm. and then they'll give you a written report the next day, and they are super thorough, and they will pick up every single possible and there thing there isn't a house wrong. that they don't pick up things, is no. there? Everyone Even does. a brand new house will have a lot of things. Yeah. But that sort of brings to the other part of that mm. equation, and back in sales, I, I can recall some people who have actually not understood what a build and pest inspection really is. Yes. So what they're looking at, they go, oh, there's that wrong and there's that wrong, and they're mm. all little things. That's not what you're looking for in a build no. and pest inspection, is You're looking it? for major, and most wordings in um, the contract under that cause will be major building uh, They often use structural, don't that's they? That's the word I was Sorry, Mark. Yeah, so major structural defect. Yeah. So that's, you know, big issues with the floor, you know, the roof's going to fall in, yeah, those sorts of things. It's, it's things not like, whether there's a bit of paint off somewhere no, or no, the that's right. door's one millimetre off square. Because as we've said, there yeah. will be faults with houses Come and up. that report yeah. will bring up everything. But yeah. it's to catch the big things. It might be rising down. Yeah. It might be that something is being built out of code which needs to be fixed. Yeah, make sure things have got permits. That's right. It'll all be all those type of things. All right? those sorts of things. So that's a pretty common one and it's just a good peace of mind and look no agent minds and i think this is really important because sometimes mm. they think that we're really bullish about what yeah. they're doing no agent minds you're doing your due no. diligence no agent has an issue yeah. with you doing things properly but i would put it i would put it out there that it's better to make the offer get the property and put the due diligence in, because otherwise if you do it the other way around, I know some people would want yeah. to do the reports. Well, it's, yeah. And then they can miss out on the property, and they've actually what paid for something that's not that's yeah. not then useful for them because it's not on that property yeah. anymore. So everyone's different and people have their own preferences, but I agree with yeah. you. With an auction, obviously, you can't do that. But, yeah, negotiate. Make sure you've secured the property before you go out and spend some money. I think that's another very good one, though. We should mention about an auction. Mm. All your due diligence needs to be done before you're at the before auction. Before the day. It's because you don't have that opportunity. Mm. You can't put that clause in, can it's you? It's unconditional. That's so a whole other topic, probably auctions. I it mean. probably is. Mm. We can go back to it. But just to stick with tonight's one, mm. what that would mean is if you're really interested, you should be getting the agent to allow somebody to come and do an inspection prior yeah. to that auction. So that week before, so that you're ready, so that you can yeah. put your hand up and you can buy that property knowing that you've actually done your job. Yeah, and if there is something wrong, then at the auction you can make an adjustment of what you bid based on that. Correct. And, mm. and that makes, uh, makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Mm. What else should you do, Tim? Uh, I think another one, and this one's maybe a little bit sneaky that probably not many people do, is... I always suggest to people is to go speak to the neighbours. So, yeah. especially the direct neighbours, <laughs> either side, go knock on their door. Hi, my name's Tim. I'm just interested in the property next door. Yeah. I just want to introduce myself, see if there's anything that you think I should be aware of. And from your perspective, you get to meet the neighbours. Oh, look, that's really, really mm. great. Because if you find that you've got somebody that you... And you knock on their door, and it's mm. not going to be a good happening thing... Well, you open well, the door might... and six dogs run out barking like <laughs> mad at you, and you go, well, do I want to yeah, have you've this? You've got to get yeah. a fair idea, aren't you? Mm. And I think the other thing that's really interesting, people tend to tell you really straight mm. about the good things and the bad things. They do. Because if they love it, they'll be saying, oh, you'd love it here. It's fantastic. We've got Joan down the road. We've got Bill across the yeah. around the corner. They're great people. What, are, what sort of things are you into? Do you have kids? And you get things. a real good basis, but they'll also tell you, 
Yeah, look, there's not too much problem in this block, but probably three blocks over if you're in. Look in that. Don't look in there because that's not such a good area. Whatever it's it fantastic. Might be. It's a really good one. Yeah, like so it's a bit sneaky, but it's a really yeah. good one. This is another really good one that's also maybe a bit sneaky is sometimes real estate agents <laughs> might, might, might schedule an open time or an inspection time to, to suit maybe the traffic in the area or the train that goes by. So it's always good to visit the property at different times oh, of look. the day. So go back at six o'clock at night, go back at school times, check it out on the weekends, all those things, and just see if there's anything that happens And even sometimes outside. it's the other way around. Um, like you might be opposite a school and, and mm. when it's been open you think, oh, where am I ever going to get a park? I'm never going to get a park. Mm. But if you come back at 6.30 at night yeah. when you're probably coming home. Normally, yeah. So it, it works both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. It's so, a really, really good one. Yeah, so try and go there at times when you'll be there and, yeah, as you yeah. said, those sorts of things. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, mm. so I'll tell you what, you know, they're not difficult things, are they? No. But they, they're things that will change your perspective of that property. Yeah. And it will either bring you more aligned to buy mm or to renting even, mm. or less aligned. And one thing you spoke, uh, touched on there, Mark, is schools, you said about schools. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that a, is an important one. Well, and the school zoning in Ballarat has all just changed, the high school zoning, which some people may not be aware of. Yeah, and there's a couple so, of areas that principally mm. the real estate sells because of the zone. Mm, that so have that changed. movement yep. of just even a few blocks can be quite, mm. quite drastic, can't it? So there's a really good website, I'm sure if you Google it, or if someone wants to know, just put in the comments or get in touch so we can provide a link to the signings. But it has all changed. Because the last thing you want to do is buy a house so that your two kids can go to Ballarat High School, yeah. find out the zoning's moved, then go to a different school, which... And they're actually going out to Mount Clear. Yeah, and there's, there's always a line somewhere, so it could have been if I had a bought and they two doors down. The other interesting thing about that is they don't always make sense. Because mm. sometimes you would think, well, how in the heck, why mm. am I zoned to that school? Yes. And... I'm not it's really not near there. Easy. Yeah, it's, it's not, not the it's easy. not the closest school you two is no, the one that no. you're the one that you're zoned to. So, really pays. And they're general living things, aren't they? Mm. And to make sure that there are things that if your if your mobility's not great, mm. where's the bus route? Yeah. So I had that on my like list. Yep. Yeah. Public transport. Yep. That's a really strong thing to look yeah. forward. Um, cool. Yeah. And the schools too. To finish off is that can actually have a big effect of the resale value too. It so, can actually really yeah. change it. And there's been, well, there's and been cases in Melbourne where it's changed it by hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So probably not so much here, but it still is there. Um, yep. Barrett High School, which you mentioned before, is a particularly sought after school, for yeah. instance. Um, so it's going to be worth more if it's just within than mm. if it's just out. Uh, we spoke about coming to the property at different times. The yeah, other thing that's yep. really important is drive around the local area drive around, yes. you know, within, I don't know, 5K, probably not 5K, it's a bit far in Bell, right, but yeah, within well, a couple of K and just assess the whole area. see what you've got. Yeah. Yep. See, because you might have a really nice street and then, you know, behind you, you find out it's not as exciting as what that's you right. might have hoped for. Yes, that's a um, good word too, I like that. <laughs> exciting. So, well, at least you won't be excited once you've moved in. So <laughs> go through all those things and find that out. Yeah, look, and there's a little mm. bit about that. If it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true factor, isn't Normally, there? Yeah. So if you're wondering why you think this is an A-grade area and, 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 you, and there's not a premium mm. on it, there will be a reason, but it may be a reason that you can live with mm. and it may be a reason you don't care about, but at least find out. I always have this philosophy. It might sound a bit strange, Mark, but when you purchase a property, 
you're either smarter than everyone else or stupider <laughs> than everyone else because you're paid yes. more than everyone else. So you're either much smarter than everyone else or you're... <laughs> That's true, Tim. That's but there true. has to be a point somewhere. But you know what? Probably if you buy a lot of houses over time, you'll be both. You'll work it out. And I think if you do, we've got a few more to cover, but some of these things, then at least you can buy with confidence and you'll have missed all the, the major ones. Yeah, and I think too... I. I often hear a conversation, oh, why did you buy there? Hmm. Because it's such and such. Yeah. But that, if that doesn't matter to that person, then there's no reason yeah, they couldn't different. buy there. So it's, not everybody has the same list of things they're checking courses for. Courses for courses. If you don't have school-age school children, for instance, yeah. you probably don't want to pay a premium for a school yeah. zone hmm. that you're not going to use. But it's sometimes important, I understand that, Mark, to keep that in mind. Because when you're 25 and you don't have kids, you buy this house. And, I mean, the reality is you're probably not going to still be there in 15 years. No, probably When your not. kids are going to school, but maybe they are. So it's worth at least knowing that, okay, well, should I end up getting married and have kids or whatever, that That's where it's I'm in be. the right zone. And, and probably when you think that most people seem to, on average, I think it's 10 years in a house. Yeah. So 10 years... You've got a bit of time there. Yeah. You're going to be definitely different at the end of that 10 years. Yeah, well, and that leads me into the next thing that's always just worth a quick conversation is rental uh, potential in, in that area. Absolutely. What sort of return you're going to get and how quick it's going to rent, what sort of properties. Because, again, when you're 25 and then, you know, you do get married and or you have mm. kids or whatever and you're 30 and you need to upsize, you go, well, I want to keep this property. Well, can we but rent it? But if there's can't no rent decent rent return there. Mm. And I think that there's probably another little one there just on the side mm. of that is that sometimes you'll buy a property for capital value gain mm -hmm. and sometimes you'll buy it for a return. Yeah. And that means you're going to be looking at different things and that list mm. is going to be slightly, more, slightly different. If mm. you're looking for capital gains and you're not likely to rent in a while, you might be happy in an area that might be getting 3% return. Yeah. But if you're thinking that I'm only going to be here for two years and I'm going to want to rent it, you probably mm. need to look at somewhere that will get yourself a 5% return. And we often find that with purchases too, Mark. Like if you've got an investor and there's a house and it's just a numbers game normally. So they go, Absolutely. I can't pay any more because then my return's not good enough. That's right. Where if you've got someone who's planning on moving in, first home buyers living there for a lot of, lot of time, then... They go, well, I really like it. Let's pay an extra five, ten, whatever we need yeah, to secure and, it. And, and when we sell it way down the track, we probably won't even remember what we paid for. The interesting thing is those sort of homes tend to have the capital gain mm. and they won't remember whether they're paid a little bit too much yeah. at, by the time they're selling it. Yeah. If it's an investor, that market usually is a bit more stable yeah. and they probably will know because their return is going to be down mm. the whole time. And I mean, I'm sitting here as a sales consultant, but... I say to my friends and family when they ring me about houses, I go, well, you know, I think it's probably roughly worth this. Yes. But if you really like it and you want to buy it, just pay what you need to pay to buy it. As yeah, long as you're not doing something ridiculous. I think that's I, really a great piece of hmm. advice because at the end of the day, if we use that same average in there for 10 years, hmm. you much more prefer to be in a house you paid a little bit more, more yeah. for for 10 years that you've enjoyed than going, oh, gee, I wish I had bought the one two streets over. Yeah, and I think we're like, I think back to, I'm not that old, but the properties I've purchased, and I, they seemed really expensive at the time, and then I look at what they're <laughs> worth now, and I go, oh, what was I worried about? I should have bought, yeah. and who knows what the property market's going to do. So well, you never do, but I think if you follow separate. some of these guides, yeah. and it comes back to being informed, mm. you can, people think that they might be a first-time purchaser mm -hmm. or, or investor, or, mm. or even first time in the rental market, because a lot of these things work in the rental market mm. as well. 
the fact of the matter is they, they don't have to be first time and uninformed. Yes, There's correct. There's a big difference. Correct. And there's so much research you can do online. Oh, YouTube. We're we've the age, we've we? got lists of things we can mm. give the buyers of things they should, should check out. Uh, the next one, too, which is probably a whole other segment, so we won't go too deep, is obviously make sure you've got your finance worked out, be it yeah. with your broker, bank, uh, and, and we'll do a sec an episode on that. I think that would be track. really good. It'd be nice to get somebody, uh, maybe we'll get a broker one of the brokers that we've we'll got We'll get a mortgage here. broker in to have Cause a I conversation. Because there are certain things, and if you're not ready, and mm. sometimes you'll get to that point, and it might be something silly that you haven't thought about, it may be that in, in this day and age with a lot of people, it could even be you have the wrong visa. All of those things have to be sorted out prior yeah, to actually absolutely. purchase. So that's really important. And then the last one is, which will help you with a whole heap of these due diligence things, is have a really good conveyance or solicitor. Yeah. And sometimes, again, it's worth doing some research and some homework and there'd be no conveyancer in Ballarat who wouldn't have a conversation with you about before you purchase. So get someone that you know, like and trust, have a conversation with them, and then when you get to a property, you've got someone lined up and you're uh, not going in cold. And I'd probably go even a step further, mm. and that is talk to all of these people. It goes right yeah. back to where you thought about building in pairs. Yeah, have a strike up a conversation with them. There's a really simple question. Okay, mm. all of these things are wrong with it. Yeah. What am I, what's it gonna be, what's gonna be a problem in five years, what's gonna be a problem in 10 years, yeah. and all of a sudden, it's a different issue. And if it is a major problem, mm. don't just go, oh, I'm really scared. Just yeah. have the conversation. Yeah. Have the conversation with the real estate. They can go back to a vendor yeah. and say, look, you probably weren't even aware, but there's a major structural issue. Yeah. The people are actually still keen on the price, on the house, mm. but probably now, if to yeah. go forward, there'll have to be something. Yeah, and some, that can happen, but if you don't talk about it, mm. sometimes it won't be. But yeah. the whole idea is to have the communication, have the conversation. Yeah. And you're paying yeah. for these people. Yeah. Use them. Or ring them up now and say, yeah. I'm, I'm just starting to look around in Ballarat. How does it, when do I get you involved? What, what do you charge? It's good to know what people charge. What do you provide? And, and make sure you go right. So I've got a building inspector sorted out. I've got a mortgage broker ready. I've got my solicitor ready. Build up this group of people. Absolutely. That and you that need. you're comfortable with. Because yeah. most, certainly in our industry anyway, mm. I don't think a lot of people out there realise how much we do which is not costed yeah. that we don't have a fee for yeah. we're just doing so it's general information mm. for the purchaser i don't think we get paid for the podcast yet do we <laughs> we'll think, no, we probably we'll probably never get paid <laughs> no, for the podcast. So. but i think it is true i think if you're not too scared to ask you'll mm. have plenty of information about most things yeah you'll be fine and as an agent we actually really like it when people are organized and they ask oh, questions absolutely. and they do all these things we, and we don't pretend to know it all, so a lot of some, sometimes in these mm. podcasts you'll say to us, "Look, we're not an expert in that area." Yeah. However, we'll go and get somebody to talk to you, or yeah. we'll go and ask the question on their behalf yeah. and come back. Well, I've gone to a conveyancer, and they've said yeah. to me that this happens. Yeah. Oh, there's one that I I remember this, and people don't do this as much. There's one other little one that I mm. always think is quite funny: um, measuring the block. Yeah, so that's something that is quite interesting, especially on acreage properties. But yeah. a lot of conveyances still suggest that you go out and measure your block. But yes. it sort of opens a bit of a can of worms. Because <laughs> where do you measure from and what if the fence you know, is in the wrong spot and all those sorts of things. That's but, a big one. There's a property. My first property I bought was mm. in South Street. Yeah. Um, nice property. I'd, I'd like to still have it, but, I'm, yeah. but I don't have it anymore. Only a little, little minus cottage. So I went along and measured the block, 
and mm-hmm. I looked at the looked at the map because it was yeah. my first thing. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was only seventeen, so I mean that was a lot of years ago. Wow! And so all the measurements seemed to be right. So yeah. in other words, the frontage was right, the, yeah. the length was right, the other one was right. I found out three years later when somebody else purchased next to me that every block was a metre off. Oh, really? So the whole street, you know, there's not a lot you can do for no. that without, if you don't know where the surveyor point no. is. So I suppose with that, it's don't be pedantic about it. Just no. look to see, you might find that there's a chunk that's mm. missing. If, you, if it's advertised as 700 square metres and you measure it rough when it comes out at five, then delve a bit deeper because you might have an issue. Well, there is this thing that not a pe- lot of people know about, and, and I'm, we're not experts in this area, yeah. but there are certain circumstances if there's no usage and yeah. you haven't checked it, that you actually might lose that land altogether. Yeah. Shared driveways in Ballarat mm. is one which has caused grief in the past. Mm. I've always said to people, if you don't have a car, make sure you use it, walk it, walk yeah, down, man, man. have some proof that mm. you're actually utilising it. And they're good questions that you ask your solicitor. So solicitor is going to, or conveyance is going to read over the contract. They're going to check if there's any caveats, what easements are that's on, one on that the we property. Had mentioned. That's a yeah. great one. And that, I think caveats is something that we probably shouldn't explain, maybe. We have an well, understanding of it, but let's get a solicitor in one night. I, I think we will. The only thing I would say about caveats, it means that there is some sort of order on the property that you yeah. need to find out. Correct. Any more than that, and I think, well, but that would be a great thing. Yeah. Because, get again, sometimes they're not scary, but mm. you need a professional to tell you exactly yeah. how is this going to yeah. um, affect my purchase. Mm. Um, of this property. And so, your yeah, conveyance solicitor will often also advise about any additional special conditions. Like one we get sometimes is you go to a house and there's no power connected. Yeah. So how can I check that the oven works? So you might get a condition put in that <laughs> all right. appliances have been working order or get the power turned on. Often you can get the power turned on for a couple of days to check these things because once you've purchased it, if you get a day out from settlement and it doesn't work, it's a whole mess and again, and that's probably a solicitor. It is a solicitor and topic. probably, um, I think sometimes there is a bit of an erring on the fact that everybody thinks that they could use that final inspection, mm. but realistically the final inspection is not for that. So you need mm. to you need to have some protection yeah, of those sort of protection things. So I think, uh, yeah, I think we've got a lot of questions for a conveyance or a solicitor. I think, <laughs> we, I think, I think, we, probably, I think we probably helped we've them out. And we've probably got the mortgage broker as well. Mm. But I think that's the whole thing. Over time, this is really just about yeah, general information. We'll, we'll just roll through. So I think we've covered, I don't know how many we've got. It's quite a few, isn't tonight, it? Maybe. But I don't think any of those individually are difficult. No, and it, realistically, most people can get all of them done pretty quickly. And with Google and the internet now, and even as agents, sometimes people ask me to provide some evidence of comparable properties and there's now a statement of information that has to show that which again is probably a whole nother whole nother it probably is but your due diligence is probably at least looking at that yeah correct because it's it's a lawful document that we have to provide three properties that have and if it doesn't have three then the agent actually has to prove why there isn't three yeah and sometimes that happens where there's just not three comparables and then yeah, you have to expand your search a but little bit But that probably more. goes back to your first point when we were talking about checking your comparables. That would be the time when you're not mm. going to find them in mm. right in 100 metres or yeah. even a kilometre. You might have to go 10k. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So I think that's pretty good tonight. I think, look, we don't want to confuse everybody by going over no. things too much. So these are just short and sharp. Hope you're liking them. 
We'd love some more feedback, more questions. Absolutely. Questions are great. We've got two. Yeah, we've, we've got, got two. two. Yeah, we need another one for, for next time. I really would like another question because it makes our job easier because then we know that we're yeah. actually we're actually focusing on the things that people mm. are want to hear about. Yeah. yeah, because surely you're not going to listen to this podcast just for your voice and my voice. That is for sure. And that's probably <laughs> a good place for us to leave it. No problem. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much, Tim. Let's thank you, everyone. It's been fun again, and thank you for those people who watch and... Um, listen. Listen, and... Oh, that's right. Most of them are probably listening at the moment because we haven't... The video's not on every platform. We're that working on it. a bad thing. We're working <laughs> on it, so things to come, but, but we'll see you next time. Yeah, thank you very much. We'll see you again. Bye. Bye.